It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Walk Through the Multiverse. I'm your host, Joe. And this show is part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network with eight shows, seven days a week. On Sunday is a slice of film, uh, alternating bi-weekly, and that is returning this April. On Mondays, we've got World's Finest True Believers and Ranger Alliance alternate bi-weekly. They switch off every Monday. On Tuesdays is DC Alliance. Wednesdays is Superhero Discussions. Thursdays is Star Wars Alliance. Fridays is... Marvel Alliance, and Saturdays is this show, uh, A Walk Through the Multiverse, alternating every other Saturday. Um, this is a special episode. This is uh, I sat down with uh, Walter James Lovett II to interview him about his comic book, The Watcher. So uh, we'll go into that here real quick. But this that's why this episode's coming out. Uh, you know, I, I've got ep- episode back to back. You know, because this show is normally bi-weekly for the moment. Um, DC Alliance, Marvel Alliance, and Star Wars Alliance, uh, they each have their own separate feeds. So if you wanted to go check them out uh, uh, separately, if you want to go download just those shows, you can. Or you can stick here and, and 
listen to all the shows on the network. Uh, but also, all three of those shows, uh, they go live. Uh, DC Alliance goes live Monday nights on uh, the, the they all go live on the Geekverse universe uh, Geekverse YouTube channel. <laughs> Words are hard sometimes. Um, DC Alliance goes live Monday nights. Star Wars Alliance goes live Wednesday nights, and Marvel Alliance goes live Thursday nights. So you can guys should go check them out over on YouTube, and it's always a fun fun to watch them all because sometimes things happen that uh, you just don't you, you can't convey through the podcast. Uh, the other thing is, though, this show is, uh, is we, we have a Patreon, and it has two tiers. A dollar tier is just a thank you. You like what we're doing, and you appreciate us. The $5 tier, though, will get you ad-free content, exclusive content, and early access to content. Um, so, for example, we've been having a giant push for the Patreon content. We've all been been working hard on that i've got multiverse minutes which i'm currently covering season one and two of the boys leading into season three that's i've been doing that weekly uh chris and brent over at marvel alliance have been putting out the we can do this all day where they are talking all the mcu movies chronologically we've got travis and clay who've been covering some comics the batman 89 currently we've got travis over there with his top five and we also have katie who has done, uh, she's doing some Star Wars stuff for Star Wars Alliance. She has gotten the, I believe, one of the novels, canon novels. And I know she does has done the Star Wars comics and has been putting up Patreon, Patreon on that with her husband. Um, I mentioned that we, we have ads because of the Patreon for the ad free. But yeah, so I will tend to give you a... Uh, uh, a three count before you, before we hop into the ads. This won't be an interview. I will let you know when the ad happens, um, as best as I can. So it's one of those where the interview was hat ha- took place before. So it's it's going to be me trying to find the perfect spot to transition to that. No lie. Uh, and the last little bit of thing I want to say is this show is going or this episode is going to be going up on both. Walk through the multiverse and comic book rundown at the Chitty Chats. Uh, I had I basically promised. Walter reached out to me through comic book rundown, but I wanted to make sure he got to the most people possible. So I am putting it out on both shows so that it reaches more people. Also, real quick, uh, there are some crackling sound. That I couldn't get out of during the interview. So I apologize for that. I did the best I could. It does go away. Uh, but just be aware that it is there here in the beginning. Within the first like 10-ish plus minutes. Um, so that being said. Uh, here's the interview. And I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you very much. So today we've got a special, uh, special thing going on. With me is Walter... James Lovett the second, the writer creator of the Watcher comic series. Walter, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, Joe, for having me. It's great, great to be on today. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're gonna talk about your comic in a little bit, but before we get there, uh, I would like to ask, what is your comic book origin story? Like, how did you get into comics, or is is comics been a thing that you've you've done, been reading for a long time, or you just started doing, or did you 
you know, start, stop, start, restart kind of thing. <laughs> uh, just go, go ahead. Definitely, man. Thank you again for having me on. Um, really appreciate it. I, um, so I grew up, um, in the eighties and, um, I was comic books were like my everything. They were like my pastime. Um, I grew up in a Pentecostal home. Okay. Um, uh, my father was, a he's still a pastor, but, um, he's a, uh, was a minister at the time. And so he was kind of coming up the ranks, so to speak. And um, we didn't, if you know anything about Pentecostals, they don't really do television or movies Mm -hmm. or anything, music. And so comic books were like my go-to because the only other books that we had in the house were uh, like school textbooks and then the Bible. And so comic books were literally like my escape. They were um, just how um, how I viewed the outside world. I know it sounds crazy. But growing up in a strictly religious home, um, it was kind of like comics really, um, really just kind of helped to shape my perspective on things. And really, it, they kind of showed me what life was like, you know, outside of like the four walls that I knew. Yeah. And so um, uh, coincidentally, my, my father um, also likes comic books, um, even though he's a pastor. And um, some of his, well, two of his favorites are Superman and um, The Flash. Nice. And so um, <laughs> it's crazy because, um, well, if people that know Superman, they know that he has like uh, kind of like a Jewish, he's mm-hmm. kind of like a sp- space Moses. And with, so I with think that's Schuster what and, and Siegel. Yeah. Yep. They, yeah. Two Jewish kids, Canadian Jewish kids. <laughs> You're going to have a yeah. little of that background uh, in, in his origin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so uh, Superman was always my dad's favorite. And then, you know, of course, I inherited a lot of like his comics and everything. And so um, I just was I always grew up in D.C. My, my thing was D.C. That was how I learned how to read was through comic books. Heck, yeah. It was 80 D.C. <laughs> I was an 80s D.C. kid. And so um, I c- continued on. And as I uh, got older into my teens, I started, I still read Superman and the flash, but like I started getting um, more into like the Marvel side of things, Marvel mm-hmm. and, and also the, the independent, like the indie comics, like mm-hmm. um, uh, I used to read Har- Harbinger, um, which okay. is yeah. uh, owned by Valen. And then there was a comic. Um, I don't know if they still have it, but there was a comic called solar man. Um, and it was, it was, I think it was also through Va- Valiant. Okay. Um, comics um, would have been like it would have been like late nineties. Um, um, them and then um, uh, just I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I just started kind of finding like other other uh, comics like Spawn uh, by Todd McFarlane, mm-hmm. and so um, my repertoire like really expanded as I got older. And so by the time I was in my teens, I had like well over well over a thousand comic books. Nice. Um, and so you're um, speaking to a fellow collector, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That, that's and, awesome. um, yeah, man. And so I never, I never thought like I would write my own comic though. It always, it always seemed like so far away because, um, when I was growing up, like in the eighties, nineties, even early two thousands, self publishing really wasn't a thing, to mm-hmm. the best of my knowledge. And so it, it, it was, I but just, it wasn't as like it wasn't as out there. It wasn't as easily accessible. Yeah, it's, I'm not saying you had to know somebody to get into that business alone, 
it it helped, but yeah. it was one of those things where yeah, it was it was the dream was always you know the big two. Because I'm right yeah. there with you. I, I had a couple I, when I was a teenager. I was uh, creating characters and writing my own stories, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna gonna make these into the DC one day. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and um, I yeah, I just I just never thought because I didn't I couldn't like I knew that there were people that actually wrote comic books, um, but I for some reason in my mind I thought like that you had to write, be able to write and draw, mm-hmm. and so I was like, man, even though I have this I, these ideas, like they'll never be made <laughs> into anything because you know how do I do that? And so um, you know, time went on. I uh, went away to college, and um, uh, after I graduated, um, which was like 2007, 2008, um, there was um, this, I don't want to say a surge, but there was kind of like a surge of like indie publishing. And and it was like, I guess the the internet was like more entrenched. And, Mm -hmm. And so people, people were doing more stuff like podcasting, internet radio and and so it was like it was almost like this new wave, and and it was like, man, if you've got an idea, you can put it on the internet now, and you know, and so, and I know some of that is like the internet was still kind of new to me. Yep. Um, but um, I just it was like it just felt like the timing was perfect because it's like okay, I just graduated, like okay, I can do this, and so I started like really just brainstorming and thinking about my story because um, I knew I wanted to do something. Uh, impactful but I also wanted it to be like fantastical at the same time and um, you know like my first I wrote a couple like short stories and the first one it revolved around an archaeologist that found this artifact that kind of like transformed him into this like super being Um, I kind of I would describe it as like Moon Knight meets the Flash all right. I know it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, I mean, it. Well, <laughs> Moon Knight in general is just weird. Uh, I mean, yeah. we're right here on the precipice of the Moon Knight TV show coming out, so a lot of yeah. people are going to see how weird he actually is. <laughs> yeah. But but that that sounds very intriguing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. And then um, I was like, I kind of play with it, and but I got discouraged because um, at the time I was um, I was seeing this girl and she kind of made me feel like like it was immature like comic books were immature and everything and so if you've ever seen if you've ever seen that episode of the uh the big bang theory where leonard um they have the time machine and the guys are kind of betting on who will have the time machine and penny uh penny gets mad at leonard and she's like when will you ever grow up blah 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 it was kind of like that and i was like and so i was like oh gosh like so um, there was like a period of like two or three years where I kind of put it away. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't really um, pursue it or anything. And then um, when we broke up, I um, I wanted to hop back into it. And so I started kind of brainstorming. And I um, um, so I grew up Pentecostal. I didn't have a television or anything like that. But like in college, I discovered TV and like all these great shows and stuff. I, I moved away from home of course yeah and one of the many shows that um that i c- came across was this show called the equalizer which was a, is now it's a movie mm-hmm. um but it was yep. it was a tv show in the 70s and 80s with uh, this white guy named robert mccall and i was like man i want to do something like that but like with a black guy 
Well, and I think it was either 14 or 15, um, Denzel actually made the first one. And yep. so I was like, okay, I got to scrap that. <laughs> and so I kind of went back to the drawing board and I was like, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And um, I just, um, I had like bits and pieces, but like my story um, just was never, it never gelled. It never was like coherent or cohesive. Yeah. So fast, fast forward like three more years, and during this time, I'm I'm back to comic books, so I'm going to, to the movies to see like all the Marvel releases. Um, DC, I think, had released released like The Watchmen and mm-hmm. some other movies, and so like it was a good time to be a geek. And um, I started reading again. I got a um, I got a uh, there's a place in um, New York City called Midtown Comics, and they yep. they used to do. Um, they used to do like this, like, uh, I guess you'd call it like a subscription service where you can, you could put in and they would like send you, they would like mail you the comics or if you lived in that area, you could go get them. Yeah. Uh, a pull list. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, so I got into their pull list and I was like, I was active again and it was just, it was good. And it, I think it got my creativity going, my juices going. Um, but in, um, 17, I, um, something happened like i just um i don't I wouldn't say like i hit rock bottom but like i just had like a lot of life stuff that happened um mm-hmm. to me and it kind of like put me on my butt and um i was um at the time i was like grappling with some things and i had um not to be super religious or anything but um right. i do, do what um, you gotta do my dude <laughs> i had grown up um i'd grown up in a christian home and I was like, maybe I need to revisit this. Maybe I need to, you know, there's got to be a middle ground. Like, I don't want to be so crazy that I can't, like, watch TV and just have a life and stuff. But, Mm -hmm. like, maybe there is something I could take away from this. And um, so I guess I, the in the short terms, I had, like, a spiritual awakening. And um, around that time, um, oddly enough, I started, like, uh, getting really into to daredevil like i knew about him growing up and stuff and i had his comics and everything and um he never was like really like in my gallery of like favorite heroes so to speak yeah but, like i started reading his comics and um i started with uh born again the born again storyline um and yeah. then i circled back and i read some of his other ones and it just it was like a light bulb went off and i was like man like what if what if there was a hero that was like Daredevil, but in terms of like um, having a like a religious background, but like he he wanted to like do something for a city, he wanted to fight crime, he wanted to make a difference, but he was such a conflicted and torn character. What if we had somebody like that, but like on the Ryan Burnby, he okay. was going to be like um, just this um, just a, a middle aged Caucasian guy um, uh, living in the South. Um, kind of like a like a Rorschach, but like more sane. <laughs> um, Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but <laughs> it's funny because I'll, I'll have to send it to you. I actually had the original character sketches that we did, and he was a lot like Rorschach. But um, oh wow, okay. Then uh, yeah, but then I was uh, <laughs> I was like I played with it some more, and um, I was like at the time I was living in uh, in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. And I was like, what if we brought this full circle? And like, what if he was a black guy living here in Memphis? Um, he was a Protestant, you know, evangelical. Yeah. Um, but he gets, he gets these superpowers and it's like, he's like, he wants to like do something. So then I was like, okay, so we got like, it's becoming more cohesive. And so 
I um I started seeing um what what was like plaguing Memphis or, or the area um because initially he was going to be taken on like the mafia and the South does have like there are mafia ties to the South. I mean, there's mafias everywhere. Let's be honest. Yeah, there's, there's, there's yeah. It, it's it's there. We may not see it, but it is right. there. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, and I was like, but then I was like, I was bouncing ideas off a friend. He's like, well, he's like, that's cool and all, but like, why why wouldn't you do what what we're dealing with? Why wouldn't you do like what's here? And I was like, you know what? That makes sense. I was like, so what if like instead of the traditional like Italian mafia. You know, he's taken on, um, you know, like these more urban, like an urban mafia family, like, um, and what if it, it deals with like, uh, missing kids because, you know, that's what's going on here. Like mm-hmm. there's missing kids. There's like systemic racism because Memphis is the city that MLK, Martin Luther King was killed in. Yeah. And so even, even though it's like progressed a lot and even though, you know, people have kind of moved on and, you know, like you see like interracial couples and like there has been progress, there's still like this underbelly, like this underlining like racial tension there. Yeah, they, you, so still, I was like, you still got that one little corner who just won't give it up. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, and if you're caught, like, I mean, again, not to go there, but, like, you're if fine. you're, like, my color and you're in a certain neighborhood at a certain time of night, they're, you're going to get stopped. They're like, well, yeah. what are you doing over here? You know, and so I mean, it's, it's like – the last couple years in just America in general has taught us everything, anything, it's – Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and not to sound very – political but it's like you you just can't be a black man in in america you automatically get uh you're profiled and it's stupid it sucks i hate it but for whatever reason the people in power just keep it at that and and we just can't get away from that i know and it's so frustrating and I, i wanted a story that like explored all that and so I was like, I, I think I've got something here. And, and around that time, um, I think if my dates are right, I think there was like a, um, a revival with like the Marvel shows. Cause like that was when daredevil came out, Luke Cage and, um, daredevil 2014 ish. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Or I guess I was just seeing it then. Okay. Um, but, um, that it was like um, they both of those series ex- kind of explored like faith. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. like at the forefront, but like Luke Cage's father was a pastor. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, Man, Luke Cage, I, this... so, that's such a good good show. Yes, such, such a, a great show. show. Actually, all of them were good. And thankfully, yeah. by the time everybody's hearing this, they are currently on Disney Plus. So go check it out. Yes, yes, <laughs> I'm so excited about that. You have no idea because um, I I never. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I never finished um, season three of Jessica Jones. Is it I, season? season so it's three, season three. So I didn't watch. Yeah. I didn't watch season three of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and season two of. Um, oh, what Iron was Fist? the last one? No, not Iron Punisher. Fist. Punisher. Season two of Punisher. Those yeah. are, I watched everything mm-hmm. else. Loved everything else. Those are the only yeah. three seasons I haven't uh, <laughs> finished. So I'm glad that they're coming, coming to Disney Plus. I can. I know they they've been on Netflix forever, and I could have watched them whenever, yeah. and I didn't. Same That's here. on me. We are going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll be right back to the interview. Uh, three, two, one. So this brings us to the comic, the Watcher comic. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, how did where are we going to be starting at with with absolutely. the comic itself? Yes, so, sir. So, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, I'd say I'll just say, yeah, uh, I got back in to these shows and these stuff. So um, fast forward, um, I'm putting the story together and I'm like, you know what? Um, I want this to be really poignant. I want this to have elements of like my, my childhood, my growing up. And I want it to be um, something that people can rally around. So I was like, I think we're going to, we're going to do human trafficking. I think I need to, to do one that, that at least starts out with missing children and then progresses. And so um, in the series right now, um, we're actually getting ready to release issue two. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time this comes out, um, issue two um, should be um, about two or three weeks away from being okay. released. Okay. Um, so in, in issue zero, um, which is already out, it's like a prequel. And we see kind of like um, his backstory. His name is Gideon Samuels. And um, he lives in Memphis. Uh, he lives in the Pinch District, which is um, a historical black neighborhood. Um, and it's ironic because uh, his church um, was actually, um, it sits above um, like the site of where uh, the Underground Railroad was, oh, cool. um, which was really, because it it's right off the river. And so in real life, um, that's how they got un- runaway slaves in was yeah. through the homes and so his church sits right in that area and so it picks up and he's he's reading a newspaper and he's in his church and he's like man there's all these kids that are gone missing and like now um this little um this little girl um Lonnie is like she's missing from my church like I know this girl like I know her parents and so he's like um in what transpires in over like, I think like four pages, four or five pages. He's like, I'm angry at you, God. Like why, like what is going on? Like, why, why is this girl missing? What happened to her? Like, you know, what's going on? And he's, he's angry. He's like legitimately like, you know, what's going on? I need answers. Yeah. And, um, he, um, he's like, you know, I, I wish I had, some way to stop this. I wish I could find her. I, there's got to be something I can do. And so like in a, like a freak accident, like a freak ball of fire, like um, the heavens open up and like this, um, this spiritual energy just like engulfs him. Like the best thing I can describe it as is like, um, like Barry Allen, when he's getting struck by lightning, mm-hmm. he, well, it's like that. And it's like his, his body is like transformed um, by this, like this ball of fire and energy. Okay. And so when he wakes back up, he's like, he's got like this, uh, this immense strength. He, um, he, he realizes that his, like, he's got like stuff is different about him. And he's like, I, I think I, I can do this now. I, I think I can bring her home. I, bring, I can bring Lonnie home. And so, um, the, in the issue zero, he, um, he, blacks out twice once is when he gets powered the second time he um he wakes up at the um memphis the port of memphis which is where all the shipments and stuff come in for um the city and um it is also off the river and but on a different end of town yeah and um he looks down and he's like he's over he's huddling over this like group of guys it's like a circle of guys um and then um like in the same area, there's like a group of like armored individuals, like guys with automatic weapons. And, um, these like escalates, these black escalates roll up and these, uh, these kids, these girls get out and they're like, they're chained up. And the Mm. guy that has them is this like mutated wolf looking dude. Like he's like a skinwalker. And, um, 
so he he pulls up and they're they're like having a bidding and um they're essentially they're gonna sell these girls off and um gideon the watcher is like i gotta do something and so then he hears this voice and the voice is like well if you're gonna do something do something i've I've given you the power you've got the power if you're if you if you can do it do it but if you're afraid just sit there and look you know on book and so he he's like what and so he gets pissed off and he jumps off the um (laughs) he jumps off the shipping container into the middle of the crowd and this um this um this uh fire like astral projected um lion appears above him almost like the bad oh, signal cool. yeah and he just starts like whooping tail he just starts like going to town these guys and he's got um he's got these two um uh pistols they're um uh if you're familiar with orson randall from the iron fist mythology yes um he yes. was an iron fist that used uh two forty five revolvers and they were powered by chi as opposed mm-hmm. to like real bullets and so this guy the watcher has um holy ghost handguns that's cool <laughs> that's and really so cool they're they're also powered um and um but they're kind of cool they so they they fire um these uh and I haven't broken it down just yet but in this newest issue I do um they're so they're powered by this spiritual energy and they when he shoots them um the the people they turn into like statues of salt made of salt oh. it's kind of crazy very but it's, very um, uh oh um crap what's the sit <laughs> gamora there it is. yeah yeah you caught it you caught it yep. yeah so they turn that and they don't die and so where i got that from was from that story but also um there was a show in the 90s called mantis um with yes. a well, he had the darts that froze him. Yes. So it's kind of a mashup between that show and the Bible. And so he's got those. And then he also has um, these gauntlets that um, have these um, like these uh, homemade, like they're called jawbone gauntlets. And it's like a nod to Samson in the Bible. And so they're just these basic, like these retractable billy clubs that come out. And he can like, you know, beat people with them and stuff uh, like that. That's fun. And so... <laughs> so he has those and so we see him use all those weapons um in addition he's got um superhuman strength speed um stamina and then um he's still learning um just like what all his powers can do but like mm-hmm. the astral projection is a is a huge part and it does allow him to create constructs kind of like the line that appears but it also allows him to travel um interdimensionally um through like um like uh dr strange and iron fist both do it but they can kind of like create portals and like Mm -hmm. walk through to well he can do the watcher can do this as well and so um he's still learning like what his um astral powers can do like what what all they can do but um we see um we see some of them in issue uh between issue zero and issue one and so those two those two are out right now that's awesome um, and I, I was going to ask, cause I noticed that they're on your website right now. Oh yeah. Um, yes, are they, which the website is the watcher comic series.com? No. Yes, probably. sir. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Sorry. <laughs> I should have I wrote it down. But I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't think I'll need it. Um, but no, uh, are, is there, can you get your comics through like Amazon or, or, or uh, comiXology or anything? Well, Amazon says comiXology is being a big pain in the butt right now, but. 
Yeah. But yeah, but can you get through Amazon at least? Um, yes, sir. Or is it just yeah. through Okay. Yeah, um, it's on uh, it's on Amazon Kindle. It is on Comixology. I got a message the other day, and it said that they were the two were like merging or something. Yeah, something that's weird. why. Like, so, that's why I said it's a mess. Um, I yeah. myself, I I I don't use Comixology a lot. I actually I like going. I mean, I have stuff on there, but I like going through Hoopla, which is through my Ooh. library, and okay. so that's how I read my digital comics. And I also got DC Universe Infinite and the Marvel Unlimited. Um, okay. So those are my those are my digital outlets. Okay. Out, outside of, um, I do a lot of Kickstarter. I back a lot of Kickstarter projects, yeah. and so they'll send me the PDFs. So I read those digitally. But um, the whole Comicsology thing is, yeah, Comicsology and Amazon merged. Yeah. And from what I've been seeing on Twitter, nobody likes it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know. It's a big mess. I haven't been. I haven't been on <sighs> yeah. it. I. I just know anytime I would buy through Comicsology. It was on Comixology, and now I have to buy through Amazon, and it might be over on Comixology. I don't know. Yeah, I'll figure it's it out. So probably. weird. Yeah, it's so weird. I I hope that they get it ironed out because I'm sure they will. With I mean, as many people that are complaining about it, I'm sure they yeah. will figure something out. Hopefully, uh, but yeah. So they're they're on both of those. Um, yeah. um, and is, also... is it just? I would say, is it just digital, or are are you able to buy physical copies? Oh yeah, um, so we're digital and physical. Okay, um, and we're on a we're also on uh, Indie Planet, which is um, hmm. owned by Kablam. They're the they oh. um, the publisher that yeah. They're not a publisher; they're a printing company. They print our books, but um, I sell physical copies on my website, and I'm, I mail them to you. Um, I'm pretty quick about mailing them as well. Um, I'll just send those out to you, um, and then we're in. I think we're in like five five actual physical stores um there's um uh ages comics in alaska um there's um fortress of solitude in newark new jersey okay there's um uh can't think of uh, rick's comics in nashville and clark's clarksville okay um Nerd City Collectibles in Sevierville, and then um, lastly, um, there's a. I'm drawing a blank on the name. <laughs> um, they're um, they're actually in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, nice! And so, if you live in those cities, like we're actually on the shelves, and you can go in and buy them. Yeah, so you're you're, you're sprinkled a little bit throughout the country. That's that's really cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, yes, that's sir. Awesome. I'm I'm hoping to get into more shops. Um, but it's a grassroots effort, you know, Correct. I just reach out and so it's, but I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping if I could get to at least 20 shops. I think that'd be really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Just trying to, you know, get out there more. I know one of the Kickstarters I backed, um, I've been backing them for a couple of years now. Uh, it's called Miss Katonic High and they yeah. are going to be, or the January previews had them coming out they were actually in the previews to come out in stores. So they're coming out in March with their first issue, re-releasing it in stores. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it takes time. It takes dedication. Yeah. It takes patience. Um, yeah. Cause they're on issue like 14, I think right now through Kickstarter. Cool. Yeah. And so issue one's coming out at the end of the month, actually at the end, at the end of March okay. uh, in stores. But, but yeah, so um, which actually good thing to bring up, uh, was Kickstarter or like Indiegogo an option or have you always just wanted to 
to know that you, I'm not saying that you couldn't have control of it through Kickstarter or through a, a, a crowdfunding service, but if you're doing it yourself, um, you know, all the expenses fall on you versus uh, doing it through a crowdfunding and you can have yeah. the, uh, the, 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 the fans, the 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 subscribers, buyers, um, at least help out with that cost. Was there was there a decision to not like you just didn't want to do that at all, or did you want yeah. to just be like, hey, I know if I do it my way, it's going to go out regardless, and it will reach who it reaches? Or uh, yeah, tell me a little bit. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, that's that's exactly how it how it played out. Like um, I was, I wanted to do Indiegogo. Um, uh, and so I'd looked into doing Indiegogo and then I'd also looked at doing Kickstarter and I was, I had, I think I had even signed up for some master classes just to see how to do it, how best to do it and how to do it effectively. Mm-hmm. And, um, I got really discouraged because, um, I, um, so six months before I, um, really committed to, like putting a book out, I'd started dropping feelers. Like I opened up an Instagram account and I had opened up like a Twitter and like some other things. And I would just kind of like put out like little sketches of the character um, or little snippets about what the story was about. And um, I don't know if it was just like, like if I just didn't have like a good handle of like social media at that point but like i felt like i was like met with so much resistance and like that so many people didn't want to hear the story Mm, and it kind of i got discouraged and so i was um i had gone to my family um i asked my mom if i could you know have a little money to help me to get the story out and you know she helped me um gave me a little bit of money to because i don't draw i just write and so we define artist and so Mm -hmm. um that went to commission an artist and then um I'm, I'm married. My wife um, really helped me because um, we both work. And so we're like, well, maybe we should just pull, pull our money together and like save up what we can and just like pay somebody put this issue up by paying somebody yeah. um, to, to draw it. And so that's how the decision came down. Um, I am enamored with crowdfunding. I, I mean, I would like to try it. Um, I you think definitely need would... a, you definitely need like the right time. I had a, I had a friend yeah. who, um, he would put out his kicks. He put out Kickstarter first issue. It came down to the wire and he was like about a hundred bucks short. And I'm like, dude, I want this book to be printed. So I added an extra hundred bucks onto it because I wanted his book to be out there. Yeah. But it it's hard because yeah you have to you know you gotta pay the the artist you gotta pay the colorist you got mm-hmm. like you yeah you could do it all yourself sure but if you do obviously I mean if you don't obviously you need to compensate and yeah it's it's hard so I understand like he he has said now that he's been through a, one Kickstarter and he he talks to a bunch of of people who have done Kickstarters so they were giving him tips and tricks. Uh, but now that he's been through it and seen both sides of it, he has more knowledge uh, for when he, whenever he gets the second one up and going. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's rough. It's it's not it is it's not easy because I I see plenty of them on there because I'm I'm on there constantly just looking at new things to. I shouldn't because I got plenty plenty to read already. But like I'm on there <laughs> I'm on there constantly be like oh wait this looks interesting click click yeah. Um, but there are plenty on there that are trying and then they, they don't get funded. And it's like, well, dang, like, 
You know, it, it, it it's definitely a nice little, I don't want to say nice little shot, but it's, it's a, it's, it's a, um, dose of reality that it's like, yeah. okay, well this time it didn't work. Cause I definitely have seen other ones where it didn't work out. They came right. back with a new, whole new, you know, pushing it out there, um, to a couple different, putting their feelings out there to a couple different people come back and then they like fund it within two days. So it just, it just yeah. depends on the time. It really does. It does. It does. And I, um, I guess I'm really still finding who my tribe is, so to speak, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Um, because, um, Joe, there's, I'm not going to lie. Like if anybody's watching this interview, um, there is a lot of, um, like biblical context in, in the story. Yeah. Um, there's a guy that reviewed it. Um, he has a, um, a, a channel similar to yours and he reviewed it and he was like, you know what? Um, this is a story that has elements of like religion. Um, but it's not like, like to preach at you. It's not a preachy story. It's just the context of the story. And so I, we're still trying to find, cause uh, like it turns a lot of people off, but I say like, if you like, if you like daredevil, like if you like, Heroes like Daredevil, Iron Fist, um, uh, Doctor Strange, oddly enough. Like, mm-hmm. you'll, I think you'll like my series, but we're still trying to find our audience. And, but I think once I find that, I mean, I, I, I will definitely could, be more than it could take off. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and I, I came from a, I came from a, a Christian or a Catholic background. Uh, we left the Catholic Church when I was a freshman in high school. And so it was more just a Christian background. And I, I'll be honest. I don't go to church anymore. I, but I, I believe what I believe. You know, it's it's. Yeah. I, I know what I believe, and I believe what I believe. Um, yeah. But I do remember when I was younger, uh, always liking comics. My parents got me. My mom specifically. We went to a, uh, a Christian store here in in town, and yeah. we got the. I found this comic called Archangel. I don't know if you know that one at all. Ooh, I don't know that one. Um, it's old, like, tr- <laughs> like early to mid nineties. It was only like seven wow. issues, maybe, okay, maybe nine. Um, but like I read a couple of them. I'm like, okay, this isn't this is this isn't bad. <laughs> um, but it yeah. was like angels coming down, being like your guardian angel on somebody, and and watching yeah. their character, their, their person that they're in charge of. Like making sure they do the right decisions while they're also like they've got the, their swords and the rings and yeah. these awesome suits of armor, and yeah. it was one of those things like okay this is kind of cool it's kind of up my alley at the time I was reading yeah. Batman Superman like I that was really all I was reading, and so this one was like okay this is this is interesting but we can't at the time I had no idea how to get a hold of any other comics any other of yeah. those comics. So over time, I finally found a few of them. I can find them online now. Um, yeah. The series itself, while and my whole point of this is, is it is a Christian based comic, and it's I'm not gonna say it's a slap in your face of, hey, don't do drugs, but it right. was like the one that comic in particular was this guy. He was he had the hard decision of, well, do I drink and drive or do I do whatever? Like, I should I go to this party or should I not? while the angel is yeah. fighting all the demons off and like, okay, right. it's a, it's a lot of undertones there. Yeah. But that's on the how flip- I would describe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. But on the flip <laughs> side of that, you go into like a Batman, a daredevil, an Iron Man, a Spider-Man, a Superman, like any, 
I was reading Teen Titans in an earlier episode of Comic Book Rundown, and there was a lot of political undertones throughout the whole comic. Thank you. From the eighties, like people yes. people like to complain that con- like keep politics out of comics. Politics have been a comic no, always... since the sixties. Since the fifties, exactly. like it's always been there. They the just green, don't. Uh... The green yeah. Green Arrow, Green Arrow, With the, Green uh, Lantern. Yep. When, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so people. It, yeah, people don't realize it, Joe. They really they, don't. Like, it's like they forget that you know. Well, it's, it's not that they forget; it's they don't see it. They don't see it. They're not looking for it. They want the fighty, fighty, stab, stab. Like, it's just it's. <laughs> I don't get yeah. why they they just don't understand, and it's always been there. But I mean, that's kind of why I've I've I myself have gravitated towards indie comics as well, because they are you know what you're getting, like the story you're the telling. Is the yeah. story you're gonna get? Like my one of my favorite stories of all time is Lock and Key from Joe Hill and Gabriel Ooh. Rodriguez. Yeah, like it. I mean, it's a series on Netflix, and the comic and the show are a little different, but um, like yeah. I love that series. It's my favorite. I mean, if you can see it right there, <laughs> yeah, like I, got, I got on my shelf like the whole slipcase and everything. It is a series that doesn't hide what it is. It's got demons in it from another world. And they just, they're, he's there to, to wreck everything. And you've got the family who is trying to stop him the best they yep. can. Yeah. So it's what, this is the roundabout say, way of me saying your book sounds super interesting. I'm Thank actually you, going you. to, I wanted to talk to you first before I actually bought it because I wanted you to sell oh, me on it sure. and I'm oh. going to buy them because <laughs> I, I want to, because my whole thing is if, I can see if I'm talking to somebody and they are passionate about what they're selling. You got you 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 sold me. Thank you got you got a sale. So that means a lot to me. Thank yeah. you seriously. I'm yeah. so and serious. Thank it's you. It's gonna be. It's. I mean, I'm looking for because I I'm a big physical copy guy. I don't mind yeah. digital, but I will oh, I will I do physical you. copies. So I got you. Yeah. Um. I'll, get, I'll hit you up on your website. Yeah, we yeah. work from home, and um, Perfect. I've got a uh, pirate ship, and I just I send it right out. Yeah. Okay. We've got, yeah, we get we get our orders out really quickly. So that's that's awesome. Um, I think that is all the questions I had. I know there really was a lot of questions, but you were able to tell your whole story. So, <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to uh, to talk about before we before we head out? Oh man, Joe, I just want to say thank you again for having me on the show, man. I'm I'm so humbled. This yeah. is only my thank you for second reaching out, man. Yeah, this is oh, only really? my second interview. So. Wow. Yeah, so I'm very thankful. Um, yeah, um, guys, just, if you, if you get a chance to check out the story, the books aren't expensive. They're three dot three dollars Yeah. I think it's what I looked at it. Yeah. Um, and, um, I think you'll really enjoy it. Like I said, if you are into characters like Daredevil, Iron Fist, um, uh, the Spectre, Phantom Stranger characters that deal with like the supernatural, you'll really love my guy. Cause he has like command of warrior cherubs, which are angels. And, um, we'll see that in issue two, which is coming out here in just a couple weeks. Um, mm-hmm. The artwork is really great. Um, we got um, Kanan White, um, who has done a lot of work for Marvel um, and DC. Um, nice. And so he, he did, did the artwork. Um, and I think I think you'll really like this story. It deals with missing kids. There are some other um, side stories that are also going on, um, like uh, uh, Science versus God is another ongoing storyline under there too not to de- not demonizing science but like it's like okay well what 
you know, what happens when these two go head to head. So that's like a running story. And then there's like other stuff like, um, you know, like relationships. Cause it's a, it's a series like anything else. And yeah. so it's a really good. So I said to say, don't get put off by the human trafficking. Cause I know some people are like, they don't like want to deal with that, but it's like, it's more than a human trafficking story. Mm-hmm. It's got some really cool, really cool vantage points and other stories going on in there as well. Is Side this, stories. Are you are you planning this to be a limited series, or you just kind of keep going until you? Oh, stop? Um, I I want to keep going until I stop. Um, okay. I currently Good. have I currently have ten issues written. Okay. Um, but uh, there's because uh, we're constantly having to pay the artists and everything. Um, basically, what I'm trying to say is like my story is further than our, our artist is right now. Of course, and so. Um, for the, but for the foreseeable future, yeah, we'll have them coming out because I still have more story to tell. Awesome. So I, I would estimate there's probably going to be close, close to, or right at 30 issues. So I okay. think, wow, very nice. That's yeah. A, that's a good chunk. That's yeah. Good. That's cause awesome. I, yeah. Cause I have 10, ri- I have 10 written, but like, I've just got to put, uh, what is in my head and I've got stuff written out. I've got to then type that out. And yeah. so yeah, there's much more story. And yeah, then, the writing um, process is always fun. <laughs> yes, sir. And then um, lastly, um, Lord Willing and The Creek Don't Rise, um, I've got two other stories coming out. Um, they're not really religious per se. Okay. Um, they're, one is about a um, – is a, is like an action adventure. Um, I would describe it as like Quantum Leap meets uh, Indiana Jones. and it, But it's uh, – it's Quantum Leap meets Indiana Jones meets the Fantastic Four. Um, so that's that's something I'm working on. And then um, I have another one, which is a um, – it's a superhero duo. And I would say if you're a fan of, like, the New Mutants or Spider-Man, more, like, kid-friendly characters, you'll like those guys. And I'm hoping to launch those this summer. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully this summer or the, at least by this fall. Okay. Uh, well, lastly, Walter, thank you for coming on. Thank you so Appreciate much, it. Joe. Again, thank you for reaching out. Um, if you <laughs> would you like, how how would you want everybody to reach out to you uh, on oh, like Twitter, yeah. Instagram? Uh, go ahead and, and and throw those out there Absolutely. if you want. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, our tag is uh, our handle rather is at the Watcher series. And if you send me a DM, um, I can I'll usually respond back within minutes because I'm most active on there. Um, but I'm also on Twitter. Um, it's uh, at Watcher series on Twitter, and then um, on Facebook, um, I'm at uh, at the Watcher comic. Okay. And so and on, on all those will be in the uh, the show notes. So yes, sir. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, again. Thank you for, Thank you, uh, for coming on, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so yeah. much.